Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. where we were last week. So sorry about the background noise, but basically we've decided to start meeting in a more centralised location because we live very far away from each other. Yes, Helen lives south and I live east. And London. It's becoming... You're such a Londoner, the fact you say south and east. I went to Cumbria this week. I went to Cumbria. And, I and um, they were talking about, oh, people don't know what the north is. They think the north is like Birmingham, or they think the north is yeah. Leeds or Sheffield. Uh-huh. And obviously they're, well, it's where you're from. Very high up the country. And then they were saying... Birmingham. Yeah. Sorry, Actually, everything you say sounds like it's in a country song. I, I love country music. I've been listening you to should go and see Wild Rose. Who's that? It's a new film. <laughs> I love country music. What's that? It's a new film that's about a Glaswegian country singer it is absolutely fantastic why didn't i get seen for that that can't be a response every time i recommend any piece of culture it is. that's how anyway oh, that's I was how bitter and twisted talking over your negativity <laughs> i was lucky enough to go and see a preview of it it's not out yet i am very explicit <laughs> and it's really it's a very very fantastic film and i highly recommend everyone mm. to see honestly it's my favorite film i've seen ever in a, ever in a long time got Julie Walters in it mm. just being an absolute legend mm. the main woman whose name I've somehow forgotten mm. is absolutely extraordinary you'd know her Jessie Buckley oh of course yeah she's in everything she's fabulous yeah. everybody in it is just brill the music the script writers of films are just not credited enough like think of your favourite film and then tell me who wrote it you don't know um, Nicole Taylor um, wrote Wild Rose and I Bruce shot. Robinson she wrote my favourite film what's your favourite film with Nell and I are you happy for Richard E. Grant having a nice time at the yeah it's very wholesome isn't it he's just living his life I hope that our joy never dies or yours emerges mind <laughs> maybe you'll do a Richard yes. E. Grant and become less cynical when I I, the thing is, I'm not actually <laughs> cynical know. as I... You just told me you like it when people are mean to you, that's why. I'm I know, I love that. <laughs> Do it again, say it again, but worse. Oh, Call God. me a bitch. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, so every week, this is bitching. We've so let's up. listen, okay? It's a podcast, it's called Bitching. And every we, week... We bitch. We take a different person and we talk about them. Sometimes we veer wildly off topic. And this week we're talking about Tim Martin. Do you know who he is, by the way? I would like you to raise your hand if you already know who he is. Oh, more than you of you than I thought. Look at you! Well done. Awkward on the tube. People are now looking at you. (laughs) 
So Tim Martin, I'm going to read out his Wikipedia. Yeah, so he is off of Weatherspoons. Okay. Timothy Randall, like the evil one from um, Monsters, Inc. Martin, <laughs> born... It actually says that on his Wikipedia. Yeah, it's all one, like, double-barreled now. Born 28th of April 1955, mm. which makes him 63. He's a British businessman and the founder and chairman of Weatherspoons, a pub chain, you don't need to tell us that, in the UK and Ireland. He's been a vocal supporter of Brexit. That's his, That's it, that's his wiki. There's not much um, out there about him. He's a bit of, a, bit of an enigma. Yeah, well, kind of. He's all over the place at the moment, loving Brexit, promoting Brexit. It's a whole goddamn mess. It is. Is this going to be the Brexit one? Is this no, I know. Just because this scares me. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, I know more about Momo than I do about Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be talking about Brexit because yeah. we all need a break. This is yeah. somebody's half hour break from Brexit before they yeah. go back to yeah, we're not going to talk about Brexit, Brexit news. Because there's nothing to say, really. Okay. Full disclosure, I have the Weatherspoons app on my phone. How about you? I have uninstalled it for storage, but whenever I'm in Weatherspoons, yeah. I reinstall yeah. it. It's great. So this is the conflict, is how much I love Weatherspoons and how much Weatherspoons, beloved by alcoholics and communists the world over. It's the best <laughs> And sometimes social. that Venn diagram is yeah. close. My favourite Weatherspoons is in Mosley in Birmingham. Uh-huh. Every What's day. it called? That wasn't, that wasn't meant to be a gotcha question. I thought that you would know. It's called Weatherspoons? I actually don't know. Oh my god, it's called the Elizabeth of York. Well, it might not be displayed um, it prominently. Is. I bet it's literally on the door. I had no idea. And I don't know what the King's Heath one is called. So this is where I'm from. Well, I'm from King's Heath in, in Birmingham, but we would go to the Mosley one. And still now when I go back, the same people are in there. You ha- the conversations that are happening are amazing. Like it's just such a fantastic community space. And so for my my theatre company is all documentary theatre. We do a lot of interviewing people. Um, it's interesting the different community spaces that different communities inhabit. A lot of there's a lot of community spaces for religious people, um, people of different faiths, people of different cultures. The kind of main cultural community space for white. Particularly working class people is Weatherspoons. Wow. I do think it is interesting that that's what you have seen of the white working class people that you've interviewed. Yeah. I think it's quite telling about, you know, you're saying that people have, religious people yeah. are more likely to have a, a space, a, a social space yeah. that's kind of like theirs. Yeah. Well, people who work in theatre feel like theatre foyers yes. and are for them and are free public spaces but I think yeah. the majority of people don't view those as spaces yeah. for them yeah. which I think is such a shame it is a shame that's what yeah. it should be for guys yes. anyone working in the theatre you all know that they all know that yeah. and they're working really hard to get <laughs> sorry I didn't mean that to sound critical so when did when did Weatherspoon start Helen? So Tim started, good old Tim, and um, trained as a barrister. He's got a really interesting childhood. He moved all around loads of places, which I think is why he put pubs in all the places that he travelled around. Yeah. He qualified as a barrister and then he decided to bin it off. And he bought his first pub in Muswell Hill in 1979. Um... I think it wasn't that long until it started to grow. So 
he bought more and more. It was quite London centric to start with, and then mm. now there's nearly a thousand Weatherspoons wow. in the UK. Do you know where the name comes from? Which name? Weatherspoons? Yeah, so it's actually called JD Weatherspoons. Does it come from Reese? If only. <laughs> So JD, I don't know what this is, but it's part of the name from the character Sheriff JD Boss Hogg from Dukes of Hazzard oh. TV series. And Weatherspoons... That's such a man's thing I know. to do, isn't it? And Weatherspoons is named after a teacher who told him he would never amount to anything. That's quite baller. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. What would your What would your revenge name business be called? Oh no, that's awful. I feel bad. What if they're listening? They won't be listening. They thought you'd never amount to anything. I don't know actually, everyone's always been quite supportive. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that's also interesting into his mindset that he's, it's that Silla Black thing where there's, not Silla Black, it's that Ruby Wax thing. <laughs> Ruby Wax, I am so sorry. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> If I was a man, I would not have got away with that. That was so sexy. Yeah. I've just gone big hair woman. <laughs> Red hair <laughs> is on television sometimes. <laughs> How old was Silla Black? No, we can't get into that. So, uh, have you got somewhere to be, Ireland? <laughs> I've cleared my whole day for this. Mary, my Apart friend... from the, my Tesco delivery, which is coming at 8 pm. <laughs> my flatmate Mary has just got down from Mount Everest. This is so cool. Yeah. Why, why did she go to Everest? Because she's absolutely amazing. She's the most amazing person I know. What about me? Can I just tell you about a dream I've just had just now in my, in my brain? Are we going to record this at the top of Mount Everest? Well, initially that's where my brain went. And then I went, travel programme. They're gonna no. They're gonna give us a travel program. I'm not sure. I want they're to they're gonna give us a travel. You don't want a travel program. I quite like sitting in cafes. The dream is cancelled <laughs> immediately. Where, where would you like to go? Oh, like nice places, not fucking Mount Everest, but you know, like you know, sit on a river cruise. Yeah, you know, like. I just think how jammy are um, Alan Partridge and Bob Ryden? Well, th- this is what I mean. I mean, that, I mean, we're going to do the trip, not that we're going to oh, go to fucking okay. Mount Everest. Oh, cool! Yeah, I'll do the trip. I mean, we're going to go to you know, like that Richard E. Grant hotel series, which is great, which is just Richard E. Grant going around loads of posh hotels. I want to do that. Yeah, they're never ever going to let us do that. Yeah, I think they are. London Hughes just tried to do a travel program with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my god! And they didn't let her. What? They didn't let her do it. She's been on Twitter being like, "I was very close. We had it all organised. Whoopi Goldberg was up for it." Oh my god! So if they don't let Whoopi Goldberg have a travel program, and London Hughes, oh my god, she's funnier than both of us combined. (laughs) (laughs) We're screwed. Well, yeah, it's not going to happen. But we are white, so. It's true. More chance for Fuck. us. Oh my god, you're gonna have to cut that out. I'm not saying it's right. No, it ain't right. It ain't right, that's it the point. Right, it ain't right, but it, it is right. white. <laughs> um, so, Tim Martin. Tim Martin. <laughs> so, we named after his teacher. I think that's an insight though that, like Ruby Wax, that's what I was gonna say. He, okay. Um, like Ruby Wax, he's focusing on, she does this, where she focuses on the people who said no. Yeah. She, what she does in her career is to prove them wrong. Whereas a lot of people would name Weatherspoons after someone who, like a, t- a teacher who really encouraged them or someone they wanted you to You do honor. that. You do that. No, you would do that. I would name it after someone that I hated. You'd name it after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Tilly said she wanted me to be mean to her. I'm it. So. I'm deeply aroused. I'm going to have to leave, actually. <laughs> It's getting quite the tension. Is too much. Insert there. <laughs> so, 
Can I tell you the progression of where this thing Yes, is? I would love to hear that. I'm going to whip through it quickly because okay. I can't decide if it's boring or not. Let me know. Can we vote boring or not boring? Okay, so in 2001, Weatherspoons won the Lou of the Year award, which I think is, you know, it is genuinely one of the things I always say I like about Weatherspoons is the fact that it's great and they have loads mm. of cubicles for women. Because yeah. loads of pubs. The one in the Montague Pike is. Um, there's so many cubicles in there, it's great. Isn't it fabulous? You walk in, it's like a whole pub of itself. I just breathe a sigh of relief when I get into a toilet that I don't feel awfully. Because some, some of the pubs, you'll know this from doing stand-up, some of the pubs yeah. you do stand-up in, you go in the toilets. Yeah. I mean, good luck doing a nervous poo in one of them. It's literally... At least you know you're not ruining it. Well, yeah, that's, that's the only thing. Yeah, you are right though, but it is—it's an unusual thing. In what is no offence to Weatherspoons, but quite a gro- they're often quite grotty pubs. They've yeah. got quite sparkly loos and loads and loads of cubicles, mm. and you meet lovely people in there. They yeah. encourage you to stay and have a chat in the loo. I think, like yeah. you say, the, the space encourages you to do that. Okay, okay. So 2001, not so boring. I like the loo for you. Fact. Um, I vote. Not boring. 2005, it was announced that Weatherspoons was the world's world's number one seller of pins. Boring. Mm, boring. Okay. <laughs> British people like pins isn't news. Also in 2005, uh, he admitted he visits at least 15 of his pubs a week, tasting at least two beers in every pub that he visits. Oh, how annoyed would you be if he turned up? Boring. <laughs> I'm just thinking of everyone who works at Weatherspoons, but who, that also, who we will talk about. Yes, we will get on to the yeah. fact that he We'll talk about work. that later. So, but that means he's drinking at least four pints a day. <laughs> So no wonder he's having a great time. In 2006, Weatherspoons uh, introduced free Wi-Fi, which I know doesn't seem like a big deal, but that was before everyone else started. You know, now it's an expectation place yeah. for free Wi-Fi. Okay, boring. Um, <laughs> in 2007, Martin decided to introduce a smoking ban in all of his new opening pubs. This was before the smoking ban. Well, they knew it was going to happen. Did they? Yeah. Okay, boring. Oh, this is... Okay, in 2018, Martin decided to close all of Weatherspoon's social media accounts. Mm. Is that interesting? Yeah, talk about that. I mean, that's all I really know. (laughs) He he said, I don't believe that closing these accounts will affect our business whatsoever. I think because he was getting lots of criticism Mm. and stuff, because he's been going around promoting Brexit. I don't think it will affect his business. But it's interesting. I think he's a very sensitive person very defensive person i agree i think you can see that from the interview with owen jones where yes owen is asking very valid questions in actually quite a um relaxed manner relaxed admittedly i think people i do think people find owen jones very um upsetting because he has a he's very good at seeming very genuine and I think that always freaks people out who aren't genuine and it sends them into a total meltdown. He has a very good manner about himself. Because what I do believe is true is that even if he disagrees with people, he wants mm. he wants conversations yeah. to be happening. That's his whole thing is we should be talking to each other yeah. even if it's that we disagree. So when he's having a pint with thingy Timmy, Timmy's like assuming that he's out to get him but also he was being defensive so basically I would recommend going and watching this mm. um, in, it's a video interview I think by The Guardian with Owen Jones yeah. interviewing Timmy and, and Owen's basically asking him about Brexit Brexit, and also the wages that he pays his staff yeah. and the thing <laughs> is funny. the thing is, if you're, if you're a business person 
and you pay people mm-hmm. less than living wage, you need to have a fucking answer prepared for when a, a journalist asks you why you do that. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. He didn't okay. know even how he much just, they were paid. He just instantly started accusing Owen of being drunk. I was like, well, that sounds like you're fucking projecting, mate. You have <laughs> four pints a day. day, mate, visiting all your pubs. So... Yeah, if you know, if you're gonna be a capitalist, then you need to say, well, I don't pay them this because I think this, and I want to, yeah. you know, you've got if if that's who you are, you've got to have you've got to have some fucking if, yeah. philosophy behind it to help you sleep at night. Otherwise, I was amazed that no one had ever asked him that question before. Mm. But also, there's just. There had just been a huge... Last year, there was a big strike. Mm. Lots of workers walked out of... Um, the Spoon Strike, who we should link to in the, the yes. descriptions. There's um, So there's the um, the Spoon Strike yeah. group. Yeah. Um, group of spoons workers who are fighting for living wages. Ten pound an hour, yeah. And there's also the Spoons Workers Against Brexit. Yeah. So we'll link to those in the description for people who want to hear more about what they're doing. So I want to talk about this. I want to talk about the idea of working in a pub as being unskilled. Working in a pub is the hardest job I've ever done. And I'm crap at it. I'm terrible at it. I have no um, people... I do have people skills, but I don't... um, I'm not good at hiding my feelings about situations. I'm not good at diffusing situations. I'm just not good at it. I'm not fast at pouring pints. I'm not fast um, You're on your feet doing mixed day. drinks. Yeah. You're on your feet all day. Um, and you usually don't... In some places, like one place I worked in, we didn't even get breaks. And it's honestly... The, because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did a tweet this week where she talked about... Because she... So she's the youngest Congress woman ever. She's amazing. She's if great. you don't know her, go and just look her up. She's fab. We stand. <laughs> um, and she was a bartender before she became a congresswoman. I, which shouldn't be an incredible sentence, and yet it is. Um, she couldn't afford to move to Washington before she was paid her first paycheck yeah. for becoming a congresswoman, and everyone was like, just be millennial, because everyone... <laughs> she was the first person who didn't have independent wealth, yeah. which is bonkers, yeah. but really cool that she's actually genuinely representing majority of people, yeah. finally. And also that she is 
so this tweet she was talking about basically all the skills that she had gained from doing bar work and I think it's so brilliant because I think we have this idea in our head of what something is of what a skill is and what isn't a skill and like I look at my friend Zoe who I worked in a bar with in my hometown um, and Zoe's worked in she's an artist but she's worked in um, bars and restaurants since she was like 17 and she's amazing hi Zoe she's so she, she listens I think she's so fast she makes drinks like <laughs> well I'm like what do what you want <laughs> and I'm like you're having a meltdown she's like boom 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 she's so good her manner with people mm. is so like calm mm. and like she never antagonises she's so good at like diffusing situations and and it's honestly working in a bar is one of the hardest jobs ever and the fact that Tim Martin doesn't recognise yeah. that in the wages that he when pays he, speaks volumes yeah, when to he me. Is, he's running a business as well where all he, they're asking for is £10 yeah, an hour yeah. it's if you if you have a business in this country and you can't pay £10 an hour what what do you expect people to do because it's just not feasible in London especially it's just not feasible but also I could understand it if it was I mean I don't agree with it but I could under, I understand the argument if you've got a little startup, a mm. small local business but his net worth personally is 438 million pounds Jesus Christ so it's like yeah. the fact that you are they, you have people literally walking out of their job because they believe so strongly that they can't they can't afford if you're not the reason it's called living wage is because that's what you need to live mm. it's like this idea of people in work in poverty in work is just absurd and he is one of the people really mm. responsible for that because he's running one of the biggest businesses in the country it's so interesting what you were saying about the service industry as well because um i was listening to a program about brexit we're not going to talk about brexit but yeah um this this man who runs a, a business that's a service business was talking about how he gets loads of his employers employers from france because the way we treat the service industry in this country is so different because we we because of the way we value it in terms mm. of paying people mm. But also, we kind of are very dismissive and snooty about it. Whereas in France, it's viewed as a career, mm. like a legitimate career that you're mm. going to go and work in the service industry. So he gets all of his staff from there because they really value their job mm. and they feel really great about what they're going to work to do every day. So I talked to my friend oh, yeah. um, who works in Spoons. And um, I won't say his name because I don't want to get him in trouble. But he basically said that um, Tim Martin is making life difficult for his own staff, filling his pub with Brexit propaganda, especially when a lot of his staff are EU nationals who don't know what their status is going to be at the end of the month. Oh, my God. Which is something I hadn't even considered how painful it must be if you are someone from the EU working on other spoons and you've literally got to put out beer mats that say, leave means leave. Or whatever the fuck it says. That's such a good point. I've not even thought mm. about it like that. And he's doing a tour of the country where he's going to all of his spoons and he's doing speeches and he's... Looking red in the face. Yes, <laughs> from all those points. And the thing I was saying earlier about how these are now a lot of our community and social spaces are your local weather spoons. So it's a really smart campaign tactic and it's just a, re- it's a really smart, interesting kind of tactic is he's, he's literally created the space mm. where hundreds of people go and mm. have a really good time and feel like part of a community and then once he's got them all there he's going and he's drilling into them his political message it's really manipulative and um what was really interesting about the interview with owen jones which i really recommend watching is his first question was what eu policy don't you like 
and he couldn't answer it. He didn't. He said, "Oh, I don't like um, the Euro." And Owen Jones says, "But we're not part of the Euro." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, but if we had been, it would have been." And he said, "Okay, anything else? Because there are legitimate things that yeah. don't work with the EU." And he couldn't name. He couldn't name anything. It was so bizarre. I don't actually know what his politics mm. are other than around Brexit because he's suddenly come out of the woodwork like hello yeah. Brexit's but but a lot of communists want Brexit to happen mm. if you're very very left leaning I assume that he's not <laughs> but um but I don't it's just interesting that he's quite a one issue person I don't really know what his politics are other I think than that. that's deliberate I feel like that's a deliberate kind of spin me mm. um and it's the same kind of thing that Nigel Farage has done. Nigel Farage has built his entire career around... Yeah, um, being a one-issue man. Yeah. Because that, that is something I really like about it as well, is it doesn't play music. They're all... They don't... His whole thing was no TVs, no music, no background mm. noise, which I think is really great. Um, because yeah, it makes I do. Yeah. It makes it a really inclusive space, so yeah. you see a lot of sort of people with disabilities and people... Like, I know someone who goes who's got autism and can't mm. stand loads of extra oh, noise. Oh, that's interesting. And it's good for them. I wonder if that's a big part of it, because I feel like he... I feel like he's done that for a different reason. I feel like a lot of his business decisions are going towards harking back to a different era of British And then history. accidentally being inclusive. Yeah, <laughs> very much accidentally. And hating, hating that he is. Yeah. <laughs> he also d- does take risks, like it was quite a risk that it was quite a new idea that he converted a lot of shops and old buildings into pubs. Mm. So Do you not think that's why he likes Brexit? I think he's a massive risk taker. Oh, and I think exactly. someone with a business man mindset who sees the value in risk, Brexit's kind of the ultimate risk. Wow. And I think that he, that's his mindset, so he's all about seeing it as a positive thing, because it could be a massively positive thing for him. Yeah, like all of his business decisions yeah. where it's like, oh, I see an opportunity of yeah. change. Because that's yeah. what a lot of business people think. They are taught to view risks and mistakes and things going wrong as opportunities rather than as you're so smart oh my god you're such a smart lady so that was tim martin it's good it's getting massively busy now just just as we're wrapping up listen i'm sorry this has been really depressing i would encourage you all to go get a pint at your nearest weather station to uh wet your whistle and drown sorrows yeah because they're very inclusive spaces even if Tim Hines doesn't care about you personally he's um yeah he's a bad bad man he's a bad bad man you know if I had profile and public space yeah. and I really strongly believed in something, i.e. not leaving the European Union, yeah. I can imagine going around with a little handheld mic and letting everyone know. I can imagine yeah. doing it yeah. and he's totally entitled to do it. But you do it in a more interesting way than just walking around like, hiya, it's I've me. turned it into a play. <laughs> <laughs> you do a play off of it. or a, Have you seen Kieran Hodgson's show? I've not seen his new one. I'm going to plug it. It's so good. His new show, 75. It's so good. Is it fantastic? Oh my God, it's so good. What is it about? It's about... I guess it's... I mean, it's marketed as a show about Brexit, but I would say that it's more widely about British politics and what it means to have a different political opinion from someone and whether you can accept someone else having a different opinion from you, 
really when it's like something that's so polarizing like Brexit. That's really um, interesting. And he does all these amazing impressions of like every British Prime Minister <laughs> ever. He's really good at voices. Do you know, that reminds me of what I really liked about the... I feel like we shouldn't have done a podcast. We should have just put a link to Owen Jones's video. <laughs> yeah. What I really like about that interview is what he then does is he goes around and he talks to all the people working at and drinking in the Weatherspoons. Mm. And he says, what we should be doing is listening to people who've got different opinions yeah. to ours. But those people should be the people who are going to be most affected by it, not the multi-millionaire person yeah. who runs the business, but the person drinking in the spoons. Because Tim Martin will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Regardless of this podcast, yeah. regardless of anything, he will be fine. He will be fine. And I just thought that was a really great way of saying that this isn't mm. about just bringing down everyone who's got a different opinion to yeah. it. It's about recognising power structures and speaking, and using the Weatherspoon space as yeah. a place to kind of have those conversations and listen to people who are, yeah. have different views from you. Yeah. And then persuade them that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. I mean, we didn't talk about Brexit, so we did we? Yeah, we kind of did. did. It. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Bye. 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 Take care. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Bitchin, a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb, and our artwork was designed by Luke W. Robson. Next week we'll be back with our first ever bitchin' guest. See you then.